Marquez? Dead. How about Jacques? Serving a dime in California. Drag. Mad-Eye Ivan? Went on a vision quest somewhere outside Cheyenne. No one's seen or heard from him in a month. You've got to be kidding me. Yeah, I know. Time to break out our little black books and make some calls. Yeah? In the sixth world, the going can get pretty tough. No one can weather every storm the world throws at them. As a famous Afroad painter once said, everyone needs a friend. Or a good arms dealer or talismonger. Regardless, who you know in the shadows can be the difference between life and death. Chummers, thank you for listening and welcome to another episode of the show where the two of us do our best to impart wisdom onto you. Learning by osmosis, I believe it's called. I don't think it works quite like that, but hell, it's worth a shot, right? I'm your heist man, Mr. Clean. And I'm your transporter, Wolf, and we are Deniable Assets. You know, Wolf, I wasn't totally on board with the Deniable Assets name at first, but now that we've said it a few times, it feels pretty good. I like it. Well, you know, it's a lot better than that Nova Hot podcast idea. <laughs> Maybe I was inflating my own ego a little bit there. Maybe. Shut up. Well, let's just jump into the episode, shall we? Tonight, chummers, we are going to be talking to you about something you will accumulate over time as you progress in the shadows. Contacts. Contacts. You know that app on your comm link that lets you store someone's comm code without having to memorize it the old-fashioned way? Granted, it's easier than having a mental Rolodex of names and comm codes, but what if you lose that device, or you have to burn it? Contacts can be your fellow runners, people who you've worked for in the past, or people you just met at a bar when you needed a wheelman. But the ones we're going to be focusing on are the ones you're going to find most useful. Now, this can honestly be anyone. At any given point in time, somebody can be useful. But knowing who can be useful, when they can be useful, and how they can be useful is just as important as having the contact in the first place. Now, I wouldn't expect some barfly you met last week to be tight enough with you to want to bail you out of a holding cell if you get picked up. Also, if you have a close friend or colleague who would go to bat for you, don't constantly ask for their help and give them nothing in return. They're going to feel like they're being used, and then one day, you're going to find yourself in a bad way, and no Ome is going to be there to save you. Developing relationships is a natural part of human experience. Humans, all of us, Trolls, orcs, dwarves, elves, and us normies, we are communal creatures. The vast majority of us find safety in numbers, and for the most part, we get along fine. Now, there are exceptions to this rule, but when speaking for all of us, we, I believe, are the majority. You run the shadows, you will talk to people, or you have a guy that talks to people for you. But even with that, I've never met a runner who didn't have someone that they could call for something. Be it a mage having a talismonger, or a suburban housewife with a drug dealer. The level of familiarity with these people varies. For many, it's simply business. For others, it can be friendship, or at the very least, a grudging respect for that person. I have dozens of contacts, most of which are on a more-than-business, less-than-friend sort of level. My list of contacts is much different. There are a few people in my contacts who are more than surnames only. but. This is also a reflection of the kind of work that I do as a shadow runner and, well, let's not mince words, as a criminal. 
Most of my contacts are, in fact, other criminals. These men and women either have a criminal sin, or, like me, they did prior to the Crash 2.0. They run the gambit from arms dealers, go-gang members, and a few political activists. The very few that are more than business contacts are my family, my crew, and maybe a handful of runners. You've established yourself as a shadow runner, and maybe you even have your own team. Or you're a freelancer making a reputation as a reliable contractor. You can at times be contacted by these various contacts for jobs and favors without them going through your fixer. Now, while I don't recommend this for you young pups out there, if you're an experienced runner and confident you can handle the negotiations, then by all means, take what you can get. The risk with these kinds of jobs, however, is that they may involve a degree of something you might not be fond of doing. Don't be surprised if they ask you to go into a room and kill everything in it, only to discover that that room you're going into is filled with frightened metahuman mothers hunkering down with their children, hoping to avoid the civil unrest in the streets above. Depending on how much interaction you have with these contacts and the level of involvement they have in your professional life will determine how willing they will be to go that extra mile for you. My crew, Wolf, certain members of my family, I know they've got my back and will go out of their way to help me. My other contacts, not so much. I really feel like you might be overestimating how much I like you. But in comparison, my contacts may be willing to cut deals with me for certain services, and I can expect a degree of flexibility with them. But I shouldn't expect the world of any of them, with the exception of a handful. But now's the time when we tell you how these people could possibly stab you in the back. Ugh, I bet they're tired of hearing about this. Yeah, well, maybe we wouldn't talk about it if it wasn't such a problem. Well, yeah, I mean, it can be a big problem, especially if the contact values an immediate payday over a long-term investment like a Shadowrunner. I've never had this happen before, but I'm sure you have, Clean. Not personally, actually, but I've met a few people that have had this happen. Basically, their contact sold them out for one reason or another, and in most cases, it's because the runner did something to somebody, and they put a bounty on their head. A lot of times, this is no fault of the runners, it's... Just another danger they have to deal with and be aware of when working in this environment. Now, of course, the worst kind of hell is when you're left out high, high and dry. Usually a punishment reserved for the biggest fracking dreckheads on the planet. Being left out to dry is what happens when you have officially burned damn near everyone. A runner who has been burned in this way will find it almost impossible to find work and will have a hard time getting anyone to even speak to them, much less work with them. Now this person usually has to do something pretty heinous in order to earn this negative quality, but on rare occasions it can actually be a false flag conducted by someone else. Regardless, being left out to dry will just about guarantee your life as a Shadowrunner is at its end. But the only way a person could probably come back from this is they'd have to move to an entirely new sprawl change their identity and everything, hoping that they find a group of people who aren't going to dig too deep into their past. I've never seen it done before, but I'm sure there are people out there who have. Now, keeping your contacts happy is all well and good, but having the right kind of contacts is just as important as having happy ones. Hey, Clean, do you have a talismonger as any of your contacts? No. And why is that? Because I'm not a mage. Do you have any hot young celebrities in your contact list, Wolf? No, because I don't have enough of a stick up my tailpipe to run in those circles, but I'm sure some of the product I've run in the past has made it their way. 
You should keep your list of contacts short. Keep them to people you know you're going to interact with at least on a semi-regular basis. If you're something of a gunman like me, then having an arms dealer, or two, is a major investment. But everyone I have in some way is a benefit to my line of work. Now the same can be said for me. I have several junkyards and mechanic shops around Seattle that I can use for scavenge parts. And I usually get fair deals out of them. Now these contacts make sense. Just running around getting every person's comm code and then calling them out of the blue for information or a favor is a good way to wind up a day late and a dollar short. So you know what, chummers? Maybe you're new. Maybe you don't quite understand who's the right contact to keep and who you can let slip on by. In conjunction with a few of friends of ours, we will be leaving comm codes to a few contacts that may be useful in your line of work. Now, as with our list of fixer info we dropped a few days ago, don't expect these people to have everything you need. They're knowledgeable, they have goods, and they can move product with little fuss. But these are not super beings. They are doing this as a way to get more clients, so just remember, keep your requests reasonable and professional. And also remember, it never hurts to ask, what's the worst they're going to say? No. But I think we can wrap another episode of the show right there, Wolf. Yeah, that'll do. Now, Mr. Clean and I have to go and find ourselves a contact who can help us out of a little predicament. Don't know if you heard, but we got pinged by God last week for interrupting Seattle's number one Nova Hot Pop DJ. Thankfully, our Decker support was able to deflect the heat elsewhere, but this might be a problem later on. Now, we hope that the contact we give you can help you maybe get on your feet and open up opportunities for you. He's been Wolf. And he's been Mr. Clean. And this is Deniable Assets. Good night and good running, drummers. The music for Deniable Assets is written and performed by Johnny DeClaire and the Meltdowns. Support Deniable Assets team. By donating to our Patreon, email us at realdeniableassets at gmail.com and follow us on Facebook at the Deniable Assets page. Yeah.